0: A great way to fail God is the way I did it, by not keeping all of the law. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's Velvy here with my good friend, Paul. Shalom. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm well. And this podcast is about how I failed God, again, in another way, by not trying to keep all of the law. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. If if you... Uh, like to follow my footsteps you just pick and choose which ones you think are the most important and try to keep the rest but really you know you can't but you can really focus on a few and then tell how others they need to focus on
1: them too so you fail god by picking and choosing which laws are important is that kind of what you did that's what I did, Paul. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So now,
0: in, in if I told you out loud, I wouldn't have said that. But in my mind, I knew I couldn't keep them all. I mean, there's a lot to keep track of there. And what you'll find is, you know, what I noticed, there's everybody kind of agrees on certain things that are sins or laws that you shouldn't violate. And then there's others that they'll kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and say, well, hey, nobody's perfect, right? (laughs) So, I mean, I get it. And yet there's some that are, you know, ones that just about everybody would agree on. But then even with those, some people, if they've been through a hardship or a difficulty, may even give you a little grace and say, no, I get it. We're, hey, everybody's sinners, nobody's perfect, I get it. So the problem is, in is the deeper I got into trying to keep the law to be righteous and holy and to please God, I, and the more I read of the Bible, I started realizing that you really can't just pick which ones you want to keep and which ones you're going to give yourself grace on, because in God's eyes, the law is the law, and they're all pretty equal.
1: Now, there, when you say the law, you're talking about the Ten Commandments. There's yeah. ten there. That's pretty hard to follow all ten? Well, <clears throat> the, you know, if you've
0: really committed yourself, the Ten Commandments doesn't sound like that much, right? Like if someone right. just said to
1: you, hey, do Don't here- kill somebody. Okay, right. I probably can do that. I can handle that. Yeah.
0: Okay? I'm going to not kill
1: someone today. Right. And I'm going to meet that grade. <laughs> right. And
0: if if uh, you think about some others, like, don't commit adultery. Okay. okay. All right. I, I can handle that today. Don't yeah. kill. Don't commit adultery. Okay. And I think... Uh, and then there's eight more. So, it, I mean, if you really go down the list, in general, just by trying to be a decent person, you're probably not going to, uh, you know, cross the line on those. right? Although there's... There are a couple in there that, Mm -hmm. you know, might be a little more difficult for some than others. So Mm -hmm. um, the problem, though, Paul, is there are Ten Commandments.
1: And if you just do, if you don't break any of those commandments, everything's perfect and you haven't failed God, right? Maybe. Oh, okay, good. Maybe. (laughs) The problem is there's
0: 613 ordinances with the Ten Commandments. Right. And that's something you'll rarely hear from any pulpit. Because preachers want you to keep the law, and they talk about not sinning and being a righteous person, but when do you hear them talk about the other 613 ordinances, which were
1: also commandments that you can't break? It seems, though, it is brought up when they are telling someone else that they're wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. If, if they need to. Mm-hmm. But e- even they, if they've ever studied them in the Old Testament, they know that, really okay so i can't be in the same household as my wife if it's her cycle and it's that time of the month for her Mm -hmm. that's a commandment you can't be in the same house with them you can't wear two separate threads that are named woven together Mm -hmm. you can't carry anything made by uh, a pig or a cloven hoof Mm -hmm. um that that's part of an animal with a cloven hoof so there's there's many, many more, um, you know, on how to handle your slaves and other oh, things. Oh, yes. So, so which ones do we want to pick and choose, Paul? Because when you start studying the Bible more and more, you see where, where it says in there, yeah, you, you know, to be righteous and holy, that's really important because you can't get into heaven unless you are. So I better keep these things. But so when do you hear preachers talking about the 613 ordinances?
1: Hardly ever. Well, what's the history behind those? Are they, were they societal rules or were they truly um, closer to God um, suggestions? So when the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who were the
0: um, religious folks of the day when Jesus was here, and really the only ones you ever seem getting truly mad at, at least documented, angry at them, Mm -hmm. Um, those were the folks that would sit around with the laws bound to their head as it commanded in the Bible and try to memorize them so they wouldn't offend them, because it says, bind them about your head. And these were all given um, as part of the Judaic law in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, They're disregarded and not thought of, but if you look at the New Testament, even, it says, if you offend even one law, you're guilty of all of them, mm-hmm. even the smallest. And so I failed God by just picking and choosing what mm-hmm. I thought was important. And what I thought was more important was like, well, some of these ordinances sound a little outdated, but the Ten Commandments, those sound, those are modern. Mm-hmm. We should keep those. And, and I'll focus on the ones that... You know, especially I know are hideous, like um, sexual sins. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the ones you hear a lot of mm-hmm. uh, preachers, you know, talking about. Um, my matter of fact, my one of my boys was in a. Um, um uh, church last week he went with a friend and the youth pastor just started talking about you know how the you teenage boys if you start lusting after another girl you need to get out of the room immediately and if you see another woman you need to immediately call a friend and get out because that's sin and you don't want to sin well that obviously is a very important one that's, to him
1: I, i've never i never have known any teenage boy look at a girl <laughs> No. And think they're attractive. Ever. I mean, and wow, you, I'm glad this guy came up with this. Well, he
0: did. And you could almost immediately tell what, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And you can almost tell as he was tall in the stars, oh, like, "Oh hmm, yeah, I wonder if this guy, and then he went on to admit that he had been addicted to pornography. Okay. And so it kind of made sense, right? That's why those were so important to him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But God's not weighting the averages here. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny enough, he went on to say that he used, you know, that he called the word of God a sword. And he said he did, you know, um, um, he, he said he was able to beat it alone in his room by, u- by pulling out his sword. Ooh, I don't think wow. he understood all the connotations there, <laughs> but yeah. So he was obviously fixated on one. And you'll notice as you start to talk to people out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, you can tell the ones that are really important to them. And um, and those are the ones that are weighted heavily. All the others, the other ordinances, you won't even hear him talk. Yeah. About, most Christians don't even know what they are. Right. But yet they want to be righteous and holy
1: by the standard of the law which God gave us. So when you failed, is yes. the point of this whole program, the times that you failed, what were some of the ones that you found that you were focusing on that were um, struggles to you?
0: So the, the ones that were all struggles to me as a, as a young man trying to serve the Lord were the ones were you know, don't covet. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that was hard. Don't... Um, um, you know, don't be angry against your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, don't murder. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know that. Never mind. Yeah. Um. So, you know, really, if you focus on any of them a lot. Um, what you tend to focus on um, becomes such an obsession that you will offend it in word or deed of omission or commission Mm. in almost any way. So really, I I found myself not being able to be holy in my thoughts, words, deeds, almost all the time, the more I focused on them. Mm -hmm. And and I was looking at beyond just
1: the Ten Commandments. I wanted to be holy. Right. Because it says, be holy as I am holy. So – it seems as though the, the mindset of, of this topic is that I got to look at the, the list of things and either do it or don't do it. And really, maybe the suggestion is don't focus on them, and you're not going to want to do it. Does that make sense at all? It
0: does. Um, you know, there, there is a verse in the Bible that, you know, says that, um, you know, the strength of... Um, sin is the law. Mm -hmm. So let me repeat that. The strength of sin is the law. Now, if you think about that, what it's really trying to say there is, you know, if you really want to reveal sin in your life, focus on the law. There's another verse that says, the law was not made for a righteous man, but as a schoolmaster to bring them to Christ. So really, the truth is, Jesus fulfilled the law, took it out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, It says literally it was nailed on the cross with him, and he was the only man that could keep it. Mm -hmm. So he kept it for us. It was nailed on the cross for us, fulfilled, and his life was the fulfilling of the law and the sacrifice that God needed none of us could live up to. And his blood covers our sin. His life is our resurrected life. So the only thing we can really do is just be thankful and grateful for what he did and not try to add anything to it. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, the law is not made for a righteous person. The law is made to show you that you aren't righteous, and it's the strength of sin. And so if you realize also beyond that, let's just get beyond that, that you can't behave yourself into something that you're not. A nature had to be imparted to you supernaturally, beyond anything you could do. A nature is something different than a behavior. So a nature was given to you freely,
1: and you can't do anything about a nature. It's just your nature. So it's our nature. to. It's easier for us in our nature as human beings to try to look at that list and try to check it all down because— the way we don't focus on it is supernatural. Everything we've had to do in life,
0: we've had to earn. Mm-hmm. Our friends, the money we get from our job, and anything that we haven't earned or been penalized for is usually because of some kind of behavior, or we didn't earn it, or we didn't maybe we didn't deserve it in someone else's eyes. To look at the paradox of grace and say, really, I, I've learned my whole life? But it's not accepted with your brain. Your flesh and blood can't get grace. It never will. It will always try to serve something to earn something. And a good friend of mine said, you know, when your flesh will finally be satisfied? When it dies, that's <laughs> yeah. when it will be satisfied. Right.
1: right. So you failed. That's a good topic. And we all have. But you, you have failed by not keeping all the law. Not all the Ten Commandments. And the 613 ordinances.
0: I failed badly, Paul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you brought it up and you shared with us how you failed this time. Yeah, and and I'm hoping some of
0: you may fail a little less just by hearing my story. You know what? Don't try to keep them all. Just be grateful for God's gift and you'll live a lot happier life. And if you don't have to go down that road and learn that horrible lesson like I did... Um, you'll be a lot happier too. If you do have to learn it, hopefully you come out of the other side even more grateful, like I am.